Well, good morning. Uh, we'll just go ahead and try to take our seats here as we're going to have our uh, annual deacons pastors report. So if anybody's out in the lobby, foyer, narthex, or whatever we call that area, uh, come on in and I will uh, open us with a quick word of prayer. Dear Lord, just thank you for this beautiful day that you made and gave to us. And we would just ask that you would be with us this morning. And as we review the year in past and uh, talk about the year in future, just reminds us the blessings that you've given us and the opportunity you've given us to minister with you just as uh, Mary was anxious to uh, participate in the plans and work that you were doing with Christ. We just thank you for the opportunity you give us as we make plans uh, for the next year and look at how you've blessed us in this past year. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, just a reminder, today's uh, purpose today is our deacon's report. And years ago, we used to try to do everything one night, the, the budget meeting and the deacon's report and the annual meeting, and it would go on and on and on. So we've broken it up. We've had our budget meeting already, and uh, Greg Sweet led that and gone over the budget that's been posted, and it's posted out in the lobby today's is to kind of go over the programs and for the deacons and pastors to report on the activities and uh, things that have been done. I think uh, today's probably the most exciting part of our meetings. And then next week will be the annual meeting uh, in the evening, 6, 6 p.m. Uh, and that will when we actually vote uh, on a few items. The agenda is posted uh, by both of the doors. Um, so today will be reports, uh, elder board, senior pastors, and then deacons. Uh, I'll start off with a report on the elder board. Um, uh, your elder board consists of eight men. Uh, I'm currently the uh, chairman. Um, we'll, we'll select a new chairman uh, uh, later this month. Um, it's a pretty tough competition, elections, you know, but uh, <clears throat> not quite as uh, many candidates as the Republicans have this year. But. <laughs> But we did add, uh, but just to kind of give you a background on, on the elder board, we have many duties. We have uh, uh, being the, the administrative body of the uh, MCC as, as our corporation, we have administrative duties and uh, those things are like you know, running the meetings and staffing and budget preparation is probably the biggest one, which will uh, next week will be a chance for the congregation to vote on the, the annual budget, which lays out uh, what we intend to spend and our anticipated income for the next year. Uh, we also have uh, the spiritual responsibilities. And um, in our meetings, we meet uh, at least two times a month. It's usually three to four times a month. And we also have uh, Saturday meetings about once a quarter. So it's quite a bit of time commitment. In those meetings, we spend about half our time on the spiritual aspects. And it's the first part of the meeting because we learned that if we put the administrative stuff first, then the uh, spiritual things kind of get pushed to the side. So we start with that, and then, uh, so sometimes you might notice that things get delayed or a project or two. It's because, you know, they're important, but we try to, try to do our meetings and get first things done first. <clears throat> uh, we've had uh, a number of things this year that we've worked on. Um, just some of the highlights, some of the areas um, we did add another elder last meeting. Uh, that was Daniel. Uh, he's still on the elder board and we're not recommending taking him off, so that's good news. Um, <laughs> we did some, uh, uh, we also, uh, a major thing this last year is there was an amendment, a marriage amendment to our Articles of Faith, and hopefully you remember because we talked about that and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot, but we spent time talking to the congregation and, and that, uh, that passed. And one of the things that was encouraging about that is during the vote, you know, it was a unanimous vote on the congregation, and so we were pleased that everybody was really focused and tuned in on, on what God's word was saying and how we should respond, uh, even in light of society's pushback uh, to God's word. Other programs started the Child Protective Services uh, this year. There'll be more things going on, uh, but there's been background checks. We've, we've really appreciated how everybody's kind of you know, dug in on that. I know there's a lot of things and these are, you know, it can be uncomfortable and it takes time and effort, but these are things that we try to do to really protect the body and we appreciate everybody's uh, efforts in that. Uh, we had a series on membership. 
I think Jeremy may talk about that in his presentation. Uh, a number of facility updates, and I think Gary will talk about those. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, uh, the various deacons will talk about that. Um, we also deal with things in the elders' meetings on the Mercy Fund and some other things, uh, various with the congregation. And uh, there's also, um, we spent some time this year on the missions committee uh, and their policies and trying to work on through their missions policy statement. Uh, they have a, a nice um, written policy and we've kind of been looking over that and spending some time on that. And Wendell may discuss that in his portion. And I just want you to know, I talked about, you know, our first part of the meeting we spend uh, on the spiritual aspect and we always pray for individuals and for the congregation in general. So we, you know, we uh, try to pray for you uh, every month if, um, and, or every meeting, which is multiple times a month, and even during the week when we don't meet. So if there are specific prayer concerns that you have, uh, feel free to share those with an elder, and we'll pray about those in the, the meeting. So with that, our next report is from Pastor Jeremy. Check, 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 okay. And my vote um, for whoever is running for the chairman of the elders is most definitely for sale. Uh, <laughs> um, should I not have, sorry, I shouldn't have said that here. It was wrong, wrong meeting for that. Okay, uh, sorry. Um, there we go, a um, little levity. No, it's been a good year, it's been a good year. I just completed my third year as the senior pastor here. Um, eighth year of ministry, and I'm just amazed how time flies. And what, what teaching-wise we were going over, we started last um, fall, with the just like we started Luke this year, going through the prophetic book of Zechariah. And with a couple breaks, we took most of the year to go through that. And that was, I, I hope and trust, a blessing. At Christmas time, we paused and did messages on Genesis 1, 2, and 3, dealing with the issue of creation, dealing with the issue of marriage, and dealing with the issue of the fall, sin, and depravity. And over the last, um, that, that sort of set up, that message on, on uh, marriage was some of the seed work for our, our marriage resolution that we adopted in April. We've had, I believe, two baptism services last year, baptizing nearly a dozen adults, um, which has also been another blessing, hearing people's testimonies. Our church has been slowly growing. God's been adding to our fellowship, which is another um, blessing. We also did a couple uh, independent messages. One of, the, one of the things I've been trying to do is peppering throughout the year standalone messages on topics that may not get attention otherwise. If you go to our sermon archive site, they're under like doctrinal series. But the, the thought was things that we run into as Christians regularly that you're not going to have a chance to do standalone teaching on, but are important. So over the last two years, we've dealt with well, what is baptism? And then there's this rush of people who want to get baptized afterwards, because it's something I think Christians can assume. What's, what's it mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? What is the meaning of the Lord's table and the Lord's supper? Well, this last year, what we covered, um, in addition to creation and fall and marriage and the depravity of man. We also dealt with the issue of Israel and the church, going through Zechariah, dealing with eschatology, things in the future. We did three weeks, and Pastor Daniel participated in that, going through the issue of what is the church and Israel's um, relationship. You can listen to that online as well. But we, we tried to cover some of our views of eschatology and even our views of the church and ecclesiology. Mm. In the spring, another big emphasis that we had, we did our, normally for the last couple of years, we've had a spring series. This year, we did a spring series on being part of a local church. What's it mean to be members? What's membership mean? And as a practical outworking of that series, we generated a new a list to go alongside of and complement our voting roster, and that was the non-voting, for the people who don't, didn't want to be on the voting roster, but did want to say, yes, this is, this is my church. And we've been doing a lot of membership interviews. We're actually gonna have 14 people being added to our voting roster um, next week. 14 people, I think it's the largest single influx. And again, I think it's as people are taught and educated, what does this mean and where does it come from biblically? And is this just something we came up with or is, is this something that comes out of the text of the Bible? It's been encouraging to see people respond to that. After we finished with Zechariah, we did some Psalms, um, a series of Psalms. And now we've started the Gospel of Luke, and as you've heard, we'll be there for two to years. And um, 
Um, I gotta be careful, because like, when I give quotes, people call me on those quotes, and I told you about how I, I got told you I wasn't doing 10 verses a week, so um, I, I gotta be careful of quotes. We'll be in Luke for two, two <clears throat> years. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll be taking pauses periodically along the way. One of the neat things is we're actually got two more topical things scheduled this fall, because what I wanted to try to do, I thought, what a wonderful opportunity doing Luke to line up Luke 2 and the, the text about Jesus' birth and the shepherds and the angels with the, the weeks before Christmas, three weeks before Christmas. In order to do that, I needed to fill in three other gaps. So coming up um, in two weeks, Reformation Sunday, we're going to do a message on the gospel and the Reformation and try to understand what that was about and what biblical rediscovery occurred um, um, back in the 16th century. And then at Thanksgiving, we're going to do a message on work and a message on rest. And I think that that having a biblical understanding of the sanctity and and the holiness of our work, whatever it be, and and a biblical theology of rest. I think Christians can sometimes feel guilty about taking rest. I think there can be this assumption that if I was really spirit-filled, if I was really soul down, if I was really radical, I'd just be out there sharing my faith every moment of every day. So is there a theological justification for rest? Watching a movie, you know? Um, Taking a vacation. Is Is there... and I think you'll see rest is a big theme in Scripture. And it's entirely possible that we in our culture have overestimated the value of rest, but I think there is a theology for it. Anyway, that's what's coming. It should be exciting. Um, as we go through Luke and as we continue in on, um, on that. Anyway, that's an overview of, of my teaching role here. All right. Well, the single biggest part of my ministry is the youth and my work with the youth. So I'll start uh, by summarizing some of the things that we've done. Primarily, I work with the 7th through 12th graders. On Wednesday nights, we have a junior high uh, youth group. Last year, we covered Mark chapters 1 through 4. Uh, which was pretty good, pretty good pace. Uh, not too fast, not too slow, but just right. Baby bear porridge. Uh, and we're now, we're now starting in Mark chapter 5. We're going to continue with that, uh, seeing what Christ has done and how who he is applies to our lives. Um, and so on Sunday nights, we have the high school youth group. And last year, we looked primarily at eschatology, um, and this was actually kind of by request. Uh, some of the students said, we'd really like to learn more about the end times and, and eschatology. And it was not a theological um, series as much as it was textual. What we did was we read through the whole book of Revelation together, and then we read through all of the minor prophets together, stopping to kind of discuss and talk through the eschatological implications. Um, So we spent most of the year on that, and then in the summer we started a series on uh, what is the gospel. Uh, we, we, We say that we're Christians, we love the gospel, well what is it? Um, and so trying to establish what is the gospel, what, what, what is the content of the gospel, why is it good news? And then we finished that and are now um, working on how to present that gospel to your friends, to your family, and how to answer attacks and objections against it. Um, so that's what we're working on now on Sunday nights. And then Sunday mornings in our Sunday school, uh, I, I, I'm in charge of the high school. Last year we took care of, or we, we went through the, finished our study of the book of Philippians and finished that uh, at the beginning of this summer and began a study on worldviews. And this, this I'm, I'm just really excited about this study because the implications for every day of, of our lives are just profound. Uh, and so we're looking at what is a Christian worldview and how does that Christian worldview interact and overcome the worldview of, of other um, people around us. So that, that's... That ties in really well with how to present the gospel, because when you understand in our day and age, 50 years ago this wasn't true, but in our day and age, if you just go up to someone and say, Jesus loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, 
right over their head 95% of the time. They have no clue what you're talking about. And if, if they like what you say, they still don't know what you're talking about. And so how can they be saved when they don't even understand what you're saying? And the, the, the worldview allows them to understand what this person believes foundationally and then gives them the ability to interact with them at that level. Um, so that's, that's what we're focusing on there. We, we do a lot of activities with the youth. We, just, we had uh, an, an event last night. Um, we'll have lots of fun with them, try to love them, be basically like big brothers uh, slash dad, mom to them. Um, and, and, and so anyway, we spend a lot of time. Just two of the highlights from the year was our first youth formal as far as I know, we've never done this before, but we, we did it last year, and this was fantastic. Uh, thank you to all the people who helped again, by the way. But we basically turned the, the room two, uh, 203, I think it is, the one across from my office, turned that into like a dining room area, made it fancy, and then kind of trained the junior high and high schoolers how to behave in such a setting because apparently they don't get much training in that anymore. I don't know. So but a great time to help them learn how to conduct themselves, how to have conversations and love one another um, in that kind of a context. And then the second trip was, or the second highlight was our trip to Camp Appanoose. And since I've already summarized that elsewhere, I'm not going to do it again, but that was a highlight. Um, Jeremy also asked me just to share maybe a little bit about what else I do, uh, since that's probably kind of a gap in people's understanding. So just briefly, just to let you know a few of the other things that I work on uh, and, and contribute to. I spend a significant amount of time in counseling um, students, parents, and others in the church. Uh, a lot of stuff Jeremy and I will do together for different reasons, uh, and then a fair amount on my own as well. Um, another one of my functions is to support Pastor Jeremy. And if you don't know Pastor Jeremy, he, he thinks out loud. He, 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 he thinks by speaking, and so when he needs to figure something out, I help him figure it out. <laughs> and, yeah, but no, a lot of times they'll say, hey, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to say this on Sunday. I think that's what the text is saying. But is that really what the text is saying? And so we'll, we'll work through that together so that on Sunday morning he believes what he's saying and is sure he's saying the truth rather than, you know, just some crazy idea that came into his mind, which happens occasionally. <laughs> So we, I do, I spend a significant amount of time on that, also talking through difficult issues, you, 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 things that you don't want to handle on your own, where you just think, this is too important for me to do, make my best guess on. I need somebody else's input. Um, that's a regular part of my job. And then also, I've, I've been doing more and more administrative tasks. Uh, we've tackled a lot of big projects this year, which I, I love doing these types of things. I'm not going to give you all the details, but uh, just a couple of them. We, we, we create basically an attendance sheet that actually gives us a, a chance to see who's missing and, and who's been really consistent. And hey, we, I didn't even notice so-and-so so wasn't here for six weeks because I, I, I don't talk to him that much. And, and now we can actually see that and then say, okay, let's go who, at our elders meetings. Who, who's going to call them? Who knows them well? Let's find out how they're doing and if something's wrong and if we can help them. Um, and then also this new database program that we got, just getting that up and running and getting all the information into it. Um, we processed, with Jeff's help, 108 background checks in the course of six weeks. This was, the, the, this, the, that took a little bit of time. Um, and then also, uh, oh yeah, we have new chairs. I, I, I helped with that process, that was fun um, and, and challenging. Uh, and then also, we, we reformatted the bulletin uh, this year to make it a little easier to read and a little more consistent so you know like the left page is you know news you can use or whatever and then coming events and all. Anyway, so we worked on that and then with Dave Lample's help, we've, we've revamped the messenger so that hopefully the information there is, it's readable, it's accessible, we can get you the information that you need and the information that we want you to have. Uh, Dave's been a great value there and I just wanna say also, uh, a thank you to all the people on the AYLT team, the youth leadership team. Um, they're, they're a wonderful blessing to me, and I would not 
I would not love it if it weren't for all of those people. So thank you for your help. Maybe that'll work. Deacon of Finance, in case anybody was wondering why I stand up here and talk about numbers all the time. Um, there was a book written a while ago that said, Everything I Need to Know About Life I Learned in Kindergarten. Remember that one? Well, in the finance world around here, everything you need to know about finance is written in the bulletin. Literally. Right there, in the corner. News you can use. There is a regular accounting of how we're doing giving against budget. That's the key metric around here for how we're doing financially. Are we supporting the ongoing ministry of this body? That's that. Now then, for those of us that flunk kindergarten, <clears throat> excuse me, Renee Simmerman gives us a packet every month, and that means elders and deacons both. Inside the packet, there's a checking account reconciliation, the check register of all the checks that were written. Uh, she produces a report, a budget comparison. Comparison to what? Comparison to spending every single month. We get a designated funds report, which is exactly the same thing. Um, designated funds, by the way, are those things that you support specifically by writing it on the check. That's why they're called designated. You designate money for a purpose. If the budget is to keep the doors open and the lights on, the designated funds are to expand the ministry. If you're in business, our budget is O&M budgeting. Our designated funds stuff is capital budgeting. It expands the reach of the church. So a designated funds report is in there. There is a statement of reserve at the very end. And most normally when I'm up here, I tell you about the statement of reserve, which I will do in a minute. At any rate, the finance aspect of this body would be very, very difficult to do if it were not for Renee Simmerman. That's a big chunk of what she does as secretary of the church, aside from making sure that the two pastors are really, truly assisting one another and not doing what pastors are want to do. <laughs> Money. Year in, Greg's going to hit a lot of this stuff in the annual meeting, so I'm not going to go very deep. The uh, kindergarten view of this is $45,000 greater than budget was given by you for the purposes of satisfying the budget. I don't think I've ever said a number bigger than that, ever. And I don't think I've ever started with a budget number larger than what we have right now either. You all are amazingly generous people. We spent this past year $5,500 less than budget. The delta between the two then got used for a lot of things, and you'll hear about more of those a little later today, some of the building activities, the chairs you're sitting on, the wall covering that somebody called brick, and I got a real good close look at it, and it's a wall covering. <laughs> it's actually very attractive. I, I don't know who thought that up, but kudos. Um, so we, we throw all that into a pot, and out comes the reserve number. And the reserve number that I usually report on, once again, is the amount of money we have left over after all the bills are paid. After everything we've committed to is paid and all the money's out the door, we have a reserve right now of $100,457. That's up from the beginning of the year at $84,500. It has grown throughout the year in spite of the many improvements you've seen uh, all around here. Lastly, there's a budget posted out there that was mentioned. There's a congregational meeting to approve that budget. And I will leave you with one thought. We are just like the federal government. Right now, we are operating without a budget. Come next week and let's fix that together, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Um, uh, we certainly appreciate um, uh, all the work on the finances. Sometimes 
you know, we don't spend a lot of time on it because it's kind of the numbers. And, but you know, between Mike and Renee and Greg Sweet, who is the uh, uh, elder that does the financial things, uh, we're really blessed. Uh, in many organizations, you know, the, the idea of an integrity and trust, uh, the area of money is where you will find that will kind of start when an organization starts to corrode. Uh, if you remember, Judas was the one that kept the money box. And it's really important for that sense of integrity. Things Mike didn't talk about, there are procedures we have in a church about two people and how money comes in and goes out so that one person can't make an expense. Uh, so we work very hard at that idea of accountability so that these funds are, are, are spent correctly. You know, on the elder board, we don't really know what people give the, the individually. Obviously, the people who actually cash the checks have to do that. But, you know, our goal isn't focused on the money. It's just, in fact, this is what God provides. We want to uh, be the best stewards we can from it. And, you know, I don't, as a chairman of the elder board, I appreciate those guys so much uh, because it's, it, it really is a big burden. It's something that has to happen every week. Uh, to keep the lights on, and uh, so I appreciate that. So next person up is uh, worship, Dennis Gustafson. Well, my name is uh, Dennis Gustafson. I've been the deacon of worship for quite a few years, and uh, there's many areas involved with uh, worship, and uh, a couple of those are important to have. Make sure we have four ushers every Sunday. And uh, we try to have two greeters in the upper door. I call it the upper door and two in the lower door. And uh, we appreciate all the people that have served and are serving in that area for many, many years. Uh, as I mentioned before, the, when uh, visitors come in, and we have visitors all the time that come in, uh, their first impression of the church is a lot of times the greeters, obviously. So um, that's why we obviously have greeters at the door to welcome people into our church body, to make them feel welcome. Um, but everybody should be a greeter here, and I think everybody is. If you see somebody you don't know, go up and introduce yourself to them. Welcome to our church. Even if they've been here a while, if you haven't welcomed, welcome them. You know, Let them know that uh, they're, you're glad that they're here. Um, and if you're interested in being a greeter, or an usher. We always have a need in that area. You can let me know, or Gary McVeigh. I'm not going to name all the people that have been involved in this area, but there's been a lot of them over the years, and we appreciate that. Music, a key part of the worship ministry, and that kind of goes on its own. I thank Pastor Jeremy, all the praise and worship teams. Uh, I know Carol and Kathy Harder, Hardy. It's good to have them back and have really fit in nicely. And there's so many others, too. Choir starts today. The Christmas cantata, and I know they always need members for choir, thanks to Dan Barth in that area. And, uh, sound room, you know, just, just a great part of worship is uh, music, and I'm glad God designed it that way. But we have ladies who've been preparing the communion for many, many years, and uh, Siobhan Farlow, Rhonda McGowan, Barb Daniels has helped out Linda Chisholm and Karen Brown also have helped out lately and, and many others. Uh, we have communion usually the first Sunday of each month. Uh, Deb Illingsworth and Wanda Cowan are in charge kind of decorating the church and I appreciate that uh, when you see all these nice decorations around here and if you have some suggestions I'm sure they'd be willing to listen to you. Ushers are, of course, in charge of keeping track of church attendance each week, and there has been a steady increase. I think last year at this time we were around 200. Now we average close to sometimes over 225 people uh, that in, uh, during worship service, and that, of course, includes children's church nursery. Nursery seems to be growing consistently, but, and that's a good sign. But uh, um, it is good to see the, the church growing and body and unity too. Uh, high attendance was uh, Easter time, was around 258, and, and uh, when they did the Christmas cantata, there was like 254 people here. Uh, we bought some, got some new items this past year, new visitors packets, thanks to uh, mainly Renee Stimmerman and all those who had a part of that. These are, so if you know visitors, they're on the back table. If you see visitors come in and uh, you want to give them a packet. This tells all about the church. It has a map inside the of uh, the church inside and what we believe and just a lot of nice things in here. We also have name badges. 
And I think that might have been uh, who was suggested that. She did a good job. Carpenter, I think Lee Carpenter. I, but that was a good idea. To, where'd it go? There it is. Uh-oh. It's tipping upside down. They're just magnets that hold. I must be not very magnetic. But uh, it is a good idea. They, they say we're ushers and has our name. So it's, it's a good idea. I, um, I guess uh, if you s see the lights blinking, just want to remind people, uh, sometimes we get so many people out in the foyer, the hallway, it really disturbs the ABFs. So it's a reminder for you to finish your conversation and come to an ABF. We'd love everybody to do that. Uh, otherwise, it really gets noisy in the hallway, and uh, it's hard to conduct. A, a, it's hard on people going to class, especially the teachers. So please, the lights blink. If you have to keep talking, which we know some people do, uh, head to the fireside room. But we're not doing it to be mean. It's just in courtesy of, of uh, you know, people are trying to get to class, and, and it really cuts down on class time when people don't get the class on time, and it's not fair to, especially our t ABF teachers. So that's why the lights are blinking to remind you to please go to class. Seems like I got more pages, but that's, that's enough. Thank you very much for the opportunity if I have to be your worship deacon the last many years. God bless. Thank you, Denny. And one of the other things uh, I, Denny didn't mention is, you know, we've got these new chairs and things, and sometimes we just need to, you know, maybe scoot over to make sure there's enough room. And we talked about if people aren't going to do that, we'll just keep turning the heat down until it gets colder, and then you'll just, you'll want to do that more. So uh, anyway, with that, I guess it's a buildings and ground issue. So uh, Gary McVeigh. It's Gary here. Well, I think everybody knows me. <laughs> I think anyway. I'm just counting in here at uh, out of 200 and some people we have here at this church. Uh, I just counted 100 people in here. I think that's great, you know, that we've got that many people that's interested in what's going on with our church. Uh, uh, I'm the deacon of Building and Grounds, and it's been a real busy year this year. I've... Uh, uh, been involved in a lot of things here at the church, plus the stuff that I do in my own job and uh, my wife's list. And uh, uh, some of the larger jobs that we've done here, uh, we've moved the shed down there and got got it out of there. We're trying to clean that area up so it looks a little neater down there. We've moved the shed back here in the, at the northwest corner of the building. And uh, I think that's probably where we'll keep it, so we can keep uh, shovels and spades and rakes and so on and so forth in there. Uh, we've graded the parking lot several times. Um, it's it's a real problem. I, it's 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 hard to keep it uh, graded because every time we have a hard rain, with some of this gravel we have, it's washing it away. And you can probably see it as you drive out in the grass areas and stuff. We're trying to solve that problem, and it's not, not easy to do. Uh, the bottom area, we've graded that and put a lot more half-inch road rock in there. And I think that acts, it kind of acts like it's doing a better job. The blacktop that we had down there, uh, has broken up over time and almost got down to the particles of small pebbles and sand and rock. And when we get a hard rain, it's in the ditch. It's all down there in the ditch now. There's probably three or four tons of it down there. So it's, that's been a tough job trying to keep that up. Um, I've moved the parking stands, some of the parking stands out here. We just got too many of them. Uh, I'm moving some of them in the back. And um, I don't know exactly what we'll do with them yet. Maybe if somebody's interested in some of them, they can have them for at home. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the rock around the building, I have been putting rock around the building to get rid of the bare dirt. It kind of dresses the building up a little bit too. 
and uh, uh, kind of just makes it look neater, you know, when you don't have the weeds growing from the building out two or three feet, you know, they, we have rock there instead, and it just makes it neater looking. Um, this rock wall up here, how about that? I'll tell you what, that's, I think that's one of the neatest things we've done here, and it's really uh, dressed up the front of the, the, the sanctuary here. Um, the <clears throat> electric screen going up and down, all you gotta do is push a button down there when we don't need it. Um, organized the ballroom off of the gym. That was done by some ladies here and, uh, and girls and kids. Believe it or not, they did a super job at that. Organized the music room. Uh, it may not sound like a lot just organizing these rooms, but boy, it really does uh, help a lot, uh, especially when you've got when you can walk in the music room and you can see where everything is at. Um, I've also tried to do that same thing in the shop area down there so that if somebody new walks in there, they can look and they can see where things are at. Uh, nothing is really hidden anywhere out of the way. So if you need paint and you walk down there, you should be able to see where the paint is or the paint brushes or whatever's down there. Um, The work day went very well. Uh, we had, I think, uh, I have down here 45 people, and I think there was a little bit more than that. It's just been amazing, you know, the people that show up to help us on work day. It, that is, uh, it's, it's really hard to keep control of, too. <laughs> you have to have, you have to get people to be in control of other people, you know, otherwise it can be total chaos, you know, trying to keep up with everything. Um, the uh, music room, I'll say music room, work really went well. Uh, we're still working on uh, this little wall out here. Uh, we'll be working on that until next spring. We need to grade the dirt out again and get it up above the wall and let it set for the winter time so that it'll freeze and thaw and then uh, we'll be able to maybe put plant stock in there or um, maybe just sod it or whatever we're going to end up doing. Um, <clears throat> uh, we'll be installing a railing on top of that rock wall, on top of that cement wall here very soon. Um, I just got through talking to people here and as soon as I receive the call back from them then we'll probably start that too. Um, we're installing really, uh, see the new cover over the lower level uh, doors. I don't know, maybe some of you haven't seen it yet, but boy, that's really neat uh, to have that there. And I thank uh, Phil Hopper for and his uh, workers for getting that done for us. And that's going to be nice when it's raining to be able to get underneath there with your uh, rain gear and fold it down without having to go through the door and poking somebody in the face with a... With a uh, the, uh, we're still talking about the upper cover here. Uh, there's more involved in that. Uh, I got a really a great group of guys that I'm working with here too. They they all know who they are. It's uh, it's really good to have guys like that that you can say, hey, can you do this or can you do that? You know, and they just seem to take a hold of it and just go do it without even knowing that they're doing it sometimes. Um, Renee, I want to thank Renee too. She really helps me a lot too with different things that I can come in and just say, well, I need this or that, and she just practically drops everything and does it for you right there on the spot. So I want to thank Renee for that. She's really good at that. And I want to thank everybody for their help here uh, at the building. It, it's really neat to have a bunch of people that, you know, that come in and help with the different things. Sometimes people come here and do things and I don't even know who, who did it myself sometimes. But it's nice to have people do that. And uh, one of the, everybody here knows who you are that, that has helped. And I want to thank all of you very much. 
Thanks, Gary, and to all those who work in the buildings and grounds. I, I, we're really blessed to have these facilities, and, and uh, I know everybody on that committee and with Gary worked very hard to try to be good stewards with it. There's been many uh, practical things just to keep our facilities running and dry and, and safety and energy efficiency, and we've noticed some of our bills gone down as far as you know, as, uh, our use of electricity and propane. And, and then there's just the nice little things like as I can look out the window here, and I didn't notice you can see these beautiful moms. You can't see them sitting in there. So I was just kind of spacing off, always talking. And I was looking at the moms, and it's pretty nice. So thank you very much. Uh, next, next one up is uh, Jeremy Sweet, Children's Ministry. All right. Uh, I know Wendell still has to go, so I'll try to be brief. Guess he won't be. Uh, just a couple numbers to start off with. Oh, I wanted to read a verse real quick. Why do we do this? Proverbs 22, verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will, it will not depart from him. So uh, the work that our workers are doing, our, our helpers, our leaders, is uh, it's, a great, um, it's a great thing as these kids are learning uh, how God would have them live their lives and learning the amazing stories of the Bible and whatnot. So, uh, some numbers, uh, just like the regular attendance of the church, our children's ministries is, is growing as well. Uh, the average attendance uh, two years ago, I guess, was 42 uh, and a half kids. I don't know who that half kid was, but probably one of mine. <laughs> This year is up to 46, so uh, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is. Also, a couple of things to note about that. Um, September, which is the last month of the last year, was our biggest month of the year, 53 kids uh, on average, which is quite a bit more than what we had been seeing. Part of that, I think, is because uh, we have Move Up Sunday in September, um, Jeremy was talking about the, the different topical messages he's given the last couple years. Uh, a couple years ago, he gave a topical message about uh, children being a blessing. And uh, we as a body have really taken that to heart. <laughs> a, lot of, uh, a lot of very young children. Um, so as kids are moving up, the two-and-a-half-year-olds go to Sunday school for the first time, and the... I mean, the, our, our Sunday school classes are growing a lot. Um, so uh, the people that I need to thank, I won't do by name. You don't see them in this room, typically, because they're downstairs working. Um, keep that in mind. Uh, the Sunday school workers, the children's church workers, the nursery workers. And I, my, my business is a volunteer business. Uh, so we need need lots and lots of volunteers. Uh, but if you see me coming, don't run. Sometimes I just want to talk. Um, <laughs> but uh, Awana is going very well. Uh, a lot, a lot of help from the adults in our community and our, in our church, and it's awesome to see uh, the kids there as well. <clears throat> I'm I run the fifth and sixth grade boys group in our Awana, and Year after year after year, I'm amazed at, at the percentage of kids in my group that are not from this church. Uh, it's a real outreach uh, mission that we're doing. Um, it's, a, it's great to see the kids from Martinsdale and from Norwalk uh, and from Indianola too, some in the southern cities coming up to, to, uh, to hear about God here at our church and memorize verses and, and everything. So... Um, there's sign-ups out in the hallway I wanted to mention for nursery workers. We would appreciate if you're, if, you're, if you're currently helping, just go put your name on the list where you want to help. If you're not helping, think about it, consider it. Uh, there's, there's a lot of need, and, and uh, um, I know most a lot of people are helping already, and thank you so much for that. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what I got. Thanks, Jeremy. And as uh, I, I think, is nursery workers, do we need nursery workers? I thought somebody said that, right? Okay. Just, just a reminder. But uh, it is, that is one area that you can, 
uh, mix and match a ministry to maybe your schedule? I mean, there are things that like, uh, oh, we can do this Sunday, nursery worker, and it might only be every couple months, you know, it's, uh, and then there are commitments like Sunday school teaching where it's every Sunday for 20 or 30 years, but then there's just, you know, maybe one or two Sundays, but, you know, it is a great place to, to get into some ministry, and you will get so many rewards. I mean, those little kids come up and give you a hug or whatever. I mean, that just makes your week. So uh, I would encourage you, if you have any time, to really consider um, doing something in the children's ministry. Okay, uh, our last uh, deacon is uh, Wendell Starmer in uh, Missions and Outreach. This works pretty good as... Uh... Jeff Sermon, but I don't have to follow him, so I have some time to explain things. But mentioning that name, I, maybe through a lot of this uh, today, you've heard a common denominator of a name mentioned, and it's uh, Renee, Renee Sermon. She has uh, done a phenomenal job of helping uh, me. Um, I don't know how she doesn't get real frustrated when I don't answer back on emails right away when she needs to have a short notice, but uh, she updates the and keeps up the uh, um, um, missions bulletin board right out here in the foyer. I'd like uh, to remind people, if you, if you want to know current prayer requests, what we get from the missionaries every month or maybe sometimes every other month, uh, she puts it up on the board, so please look at that. Uh, they have pictures so you re- can recognize uh, who, who those missionaries are. And, uh, and I want to talk about missions a little bit. You know what? People sometimes spend all their lives waiting for the calling of God. And, uh, you know, God just tells us to follow him, you know, to look towards him. And if your relationship with, with God is such, then you'll know when God needs you to do something or asks you to do something. And, uh, and some of the things, that, you know, I look at this body, there's so many things that you people, this body, are involved in that, you know, uh, that you could classify as missions uh, that I'm not even aware of. Uh, just some things uh, like helping out in hope ministry, uh, freedom of youth for youth, uh, uh, providing suppers for kids up on, uh, around uh, MLK, um, Agape. There's, a, there's some others we're going to look at. I think that is right in line with what Christ would have us do, to serve a community, those in need, the poor, the, the and, and, uh, and things like that. So you're to be commended. Uh, there's so many more things that's going on uh, that, uh, like I said, we don't even know them. So what I'm talk- going to be speaking to today is the official missions that the churches, uh, missionaries that we are supporting. And uh, does it, do you believe in God's providence? In other words, how God provides? I tell you what, I, I, I've been in this position, I've been honored to serve in this position uh, for this body for I, I think going on 10 years, it's when Greg said, you'll just need to do it maybe for a year we find somebody who really knows what they're doing. And uh, that was about 10 years ago, so appreciate that, Greg. But beyond that, uh, I receive a whole lot more blessing from this than, than uh, we provide people. It's just been an amazing thing. But one thing is uh, you, can, you really get an opportunity to see how God works. This year, uh, the elder... It's just a, a short time ago, the elder board came to me and uh, said there's a sum of money uh, that we would like to provide for the missionaries that became available. That's the first time that's ever happened. And if you listen to Mike's report, by the way, I don't think that kindergarten thing applies. Because I, I'm in trouble if that's the case. But anyway, uh, that the reserves, that out of the reserves, and I'm not sure where the money came from, I, I just, when I hear Mike talking about reserves like that, I started salivating. <laughs> I think, oh man, there's so many needs. But what was interesting about that, that, that amount was, I thought was, was pretty large. And when I put a request out to the missionaries that we support, it's, uh, it was amazing to see the amount that came back after it totaled up. It was almost exactly what they had offered that is available, which that'll be coming to a congregational vote here. Uh, we, uh, we've submitted our... Uh, amounts into the elder board. They're going to uh, look it over and improve it or, or bring it to, to the congregation. So that'll be coming up. Is that going to be next week uh, to consider? Okay. Um, so anyway, I, I, I wrote this down because my memory is about, uh, I was going to say as long as my nose. That's not, that'd be 
misspeaking. Anyway, it's my memory short. So I, um, I want to thank the committee me members. A lot of people, uh, these people have just been uh, working behind the scenes all the time, but they, I, I rely on them a lot. Uh, Dave Stringer, uh, Marina Olsgaard, Dean LeVang, Cindy Barth, Alex Palmquist, and Tom Scepter, and, and Mandy when she, she can do that. I want to thank Jen Palmquist, uh, the uh, Missionary Minutes. She took that over this year uh, with uh, an overview of, of, of Pastor Daniel and uh, really doing a fine job. Uh, she just stepped up, wasn't even asked to do that. Again, Renee, thank you very much for putting up with me. <laughs> well, me. Uh, and then uh, all the things that you do for uh, the deacons and the elders. I know the elder board couldn't do as good a job as they do as I mean, just look at the people on it, uh, you know, without you. So we know where the, the kingpin is. Uh, I want to remind you uh, real quickly of, of the missionaries that we support. And there's a few, been uh, a change. Uh, the Evangelical Chaplain Ministry, Joel and, uh, Andrus and Dennis Gustin, uh, that's local. They, they uh, uh, minister to uh, senior living homes primarily. Uh, uh, Mark and Carol Doss. Uh, these are uh, church planners for EFAC or Evangelical Free Churches in this region. Jane Melissa Erickson uh, in Tajikistan for, through Reach Global. Drew and Stacy Fraser, navigators. They've changed a little bit this year from uh, working out of Boulder, Colorado with the university. What they're doing now is ministering those people that have graduated that they have uh, uh, mentored during college. They're now graduate moving to places like Denver, trying to find a church, don't know where to go. So they, the Frasers have moved into those communities and worked with the local churches and are suggesting, you know, here's, here comes some, some of these people, this would be a good place to go. It's working, they're getting an awful good response for that. Jeff and Lisa Griffith with Team in Czech Republic. Uh, Spencer Hoyt that we had uh, supported, agreed to support last year to Africa. Uh, in the late fall last year, he returned home and decided that it probably wasn't his calling for that. So uh, we're not having to support him for uh, quite some time this year. Walter and Eva Knight with uh, GEM Greater Europe Mission. They'll be changing a little bit. They're going to be moving in London to London. Is it still in, in April? The last I heard, uh, April, spring time frame. Uh, we'll be helping them out a little bit. We already have as well. Martin and Judy Kolchak with Send International, uh, Larry Moyer with Eventel in Dallas, uh, Jai Pandey, uh, you'll hear his name again, with uh, a Sweet Children's Center in India. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Jeff Sermon and I are, are um, well, I'll talk about that a little later, I'm sorry. Rich and Susan Churchin uh, with Reach Global in, in the Czech Republic. In, the, in addition to that, we are uh, supporting Hidden Acres and Cap Avenues. We've increased their uh, support um, appreciably this year, and Ron Glenn, which is a uh, Awana regional rep. Uh, if if you aren't a church and can't see, you know, try and remember some of the missionaries. Look in the back of your uh, the directory, church directory. They're listed there, the ones that we support, um, and please be praying for them. I mean, they are a part of our party. To be able to partnership with them in uh, spreading the gospel. Uh, around the world is, is just immense. Some, uh, you know, we, as Sanders, uh, we've uh, been working with the uh, uh, elder board on uh, revamping the missions policy. Some of it was outdated. Some of it was not really applicable. Uh, some of the things are we, we streamlined the priority grid on how you, we select what missionaries we support immensely. Uh, we've been working on some of the uh, I'd asked the elder board a while back, and they have prayerfully considered that. Um, um, it's been a while, but this is, takes time as to when, uh, some kind of direction as to really what kind of uh, missionaries are we looking to support um, from a church this size? What, what do we expect? You know, do we want, like, Pauline missionaries? Do we want th those types of supportive? And so uh, they, they have... Uh, come out with recommendations. We've worked together with that, and I think we've come uh, together with a pretty good document. I really uh, commend them for putting so much time in on it. Uh, as I said before, uh, this year we 
uh, had initiated and pr proposed last year um, an, a missionary visitation program. In other words, uh, to visit some of the missionaries that we support just to give encouragement just to, uh, for a lot of reasons. And one of the things we're trying to do, go the, last year, uh, uh, Lee Carpenter visited the uh, uh, churches over in Czech Republic in conjunction with another uh, mission uh, uh, working. This year, Jeff Sermon and I are trying tentatively planning to go to visit Jai Pandey in, in India. Oh, by the way, if anybody would like to volunteer in our stead, I'd be more than happy to take those under consideration. <laughs> Uh, but I think that uh, uh, we've got some issues to work through as far as timing. It looks like maybe in February time frame, January to February. Uh, just found out when I returned from a trip here this week that uh, Renee Sermon and uh, Mary, um, uh, what's your last name, Mary? Um, McVeigh is planning on going uh, over to uh, help out with a conference uh, with the Knights their son and daughter-in-law. Um, so that's coming up, and uh, really appreciate that. And I've gone over my time as normal. So um, if you ha have any questions at all concerning that, you can call me at any time. And my cell phone number is in the directory. Uh, but p please bring it up to either me or one of the committee members, and we'll uh, certainly take it under consideration and address it. And if need be, take it to the elders. So thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you, Wendell. Um, this uh, pretty much concludes be, uh, our uh, presentation of the deacons and pastors report. Before uh, Pastor Jeremy comes up and closes us in prayer, is there any questions or comments about uh, our meeting today from for any of the uh, deacons or pastors? Okay, with that, uh, Jeremy. Before I close in prayer, I just want to read one, two verses to you um, that I think are applicable. It's, it's a tremendous honor and privilege to serve in this body, and I know that in some respects you get to see my face more than most, but there's a tremendous amount of gifted, servant-hearted people leading and serving in this body, and you get to hear from some of them. And I just think it's right to, to try to biblically honor that and in First Timothy, if you can remember two years ago when we were there, Paul, writing about deacons, says this, Those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And I think our deacons do indeed serve well, and they deserve that confidence and standing. Additionally, in, in Hebrews 13, the author of Hebrews writes, and he doesn't just say elders or deacons, he says leaders. I, I, if people are here are people who minister to you, people who serve you, people who lead you, and this would apply. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life. Imitate their faith. So there, there is a, a valid biblical precedent for, for esteeming people, and not in a, an idolatrous way of, homage and worship, but the people that God's raised up, and we've heard from many of them this morning, to, to lead and to teach the Word of God, to, to imitate their faith, consider the outcome of their way of life. And I'm just so thankful for the, the men, the women that God has given, for, for the, all the people that I am um, laboring along with. And so as we've heard the reports of some of the ministry that's been done this past year, I just am very thankful, very thankful to be a part of this church. Let's, let's just close in prayer, and we will continue on with our Lord's Day. Lord God, we, uh, we just thank you for sustaining us through another year as we try to conduct ourselves in your household, as we endeavor to be faithful um, with the work, the funds, and the ministry that you have given us. And so, Lord, we thank you for the increase. We can water and we can plant, but you make things grow. And so as we pour our labor and our energy and our money into your work, Lord, we recognize that you and your spirit and your word alone can make it grow and bear fruit. And we thank you for that. We thank you for the growth we've seen in lives. We thank you for the growth of the gospel going out through missions. We thank you for the, the children as they're coming to faith. We thank you for the gifted leaders and teachers and servants that you have given our body to 
to build ourselves up in love in the faith, and we thank you for each other. But most of all, we thank you for the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the author and perfecter of our faith. We thank you for um, a husband and a bridegroom um, who will purify his bride, and he will not fail, and he will not tire, he will not grow weary. And so, Lord God, we just thank you um, for, for the, the increase. We thank you for the growth. We thank you for your many wonderful promises. And, Lord, help us to be faithful in this coming year. Help us to work and serve and minister faithfully. And would you again be pleased to give the increase. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. <laughs>